Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories. I'm Shannon Keegan, Swim Efficiency Coach at Intrepid Water. Did you know that I offer free video analysis? Send some swimming footage to Shannon at intrepidwater.com and I'll share some tips that can make you a more efficient swimmer. I could barely contain my excitement when talking to today's guest, a professional marathon swimmer, Sandra Freimerman Bergquist. As we discuss in this episode, Sandra has been knocking her swimming dreams out of the park the last few years. I'm currently reading Paul Asmuth's book, Marathon Swimming, The Sport of the Soul, and I was under the impression that the competitive marathon swimming scene in the 80s was a thing of the past. Elite swimmers traveling around the world to compete in front of crowds of thousands of spectators is a stark contrast to my marathon swim finishes when I walk up on shore catching some sunbathers off guards to sparse claps and hearty well done from one or two people. But it turns out that it still exists. To hear Sandra talk about her swim across Lake St. John in Quebec in 2019, with an entire city coming together and thousands gathered to cheer her on, was like bringing the book to life. I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so yeah. much for agreeing to talk oh, to me. Thank you. Yeah. It's exciting. Have, yeah. <laughs> Tell yeah. me your story. What is your swim story, Sandra? Um, when did you start swimming? Uh, I started swimming when I was like, I want to say seven. Yeah. I got quick uh, kicked out of uh, swim lessons for not putting my head underwater. So. I never did any swim lessons, <laughs> and I don't know, we, we got a flyer at school when I was in first grade, and they said, join the swim team, and so I did. And you didn't figure out how to put your head in the water? Yeah, but I didn't figure out really how to swim or that it was like a competitive thing. That's so, awesome. Up until about age 12, I, we would like compete for like the purple ribbon or like the pink ribbon and stuff so yeah that's awesome yeah. I, I like that I like the uh, you know getting kicked out of lessons so yeah, lessons. I know. that's it's good to know not everybody has has to be a natural right right I definitely was not a, am not a natural swimmer <laughs> when did you start getting more competitive you said about 12 uh, probably like in in high school was more like I did when I just stopped other sports and other activities and just swam mm -hmm. I was in ninth grade I guess so mm -hmm. for that I was a mostly dancing band gymnastics soccer track you know okay okay so. did you did you swim in college yes I swam for two years one for uh for St. Cloud State and another for University of Northern Iowa but when did you start marathon swimming um that was in <laughs> 2006 or seven okay my husband's correct me i 2007 <laughs> he had a paddle um yeah everyone on my swim team my master swim team was like we all swim this five mile swim across a lake every every summer like Lake Minnetonka is kind of the place to swim and the place to be and so everyone told me I had to do this and so <laughs> I did and yeah I, I actually really enjoyed it and had fun and but I didn't know that you could get like water you know or feed or anything and or you could stop or you could do a different stroke or anything so I just kept going and yeah that did that was kind of painful <laughs> good way to learn the lesson right right, right. <laughs> so you started with the five mile swim because everyone right. else was doing it <laughs> it's just like oh gosh the entire team is doing this. this these people are like 20 years older than me and they're swimming five miles across the lake i can do it and oh yeah that was my first ever open water swim <laughs> so what was that like for you uh it was eye-opening and you know seeing how fast people could go for so long it was just like my goodness and, you know just kind of something that just was fun 
and being into nature and stuff, you know, that mm-hmm. was kind of the kicker. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did, was there ever any time before the five mile swim that you thought maybe that you like, that you could endure like longer things? Um, I kind of always realized that I would do better the second time I was allowed to do the 500. Like, mm. <laughs> I kind of knew that like longer things were like better and like if I could get, do something for like two miles I would have would have been good at it but I avoided the open water lake swim in every summer <laughs> and so I never really experienced it and, and the first time I heard about marathon swimming would be probably in my freshman year of college, I competed against the 5K national champion. And so after seeing that and seeing the stroke and just kind of made me aware of it, that there was something else, like a longer distances. And, and then what? You, were you excited about that? <laughs> uh, no, actually, I, I was just like, Dad, are you crazy? I'm walking <laughs> around, like, New York or Atlantic City or what What are you talking about? These are like, you know, like, what? <laughs> but then as I went into it, it was, you know, a uh, few years later, you know, three or four years later, I started, like, doing lake swims and thinking, okay, this is pretty cool. And in 2011, I was went to the open water safety summit that was just kind of after all the tragic you know the deaths and stuff and how to make our sport safer and Mm -hmm. going there i heard about the traverse deluxe st john and rubber ball and after that i seriously was like i have to do this race and i was gonna do whatever it took to do that 32k (laughs) race and i was just kind of that really just planted in my mind and I just wanted to just did every race possible to get there very cool how do you describe the feeling of completing a marathon swim oh it's (laughs) it's one of those just things that you're like even if it was the worst swim ever you're like (sighs) I'm done I did it you know I did that right yeah like and also the sense of camaraderie, you know, just feeling a part of something because everyone went through that too. <laughs> and so they know what it's like. So that's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Just feeling at peace with yourself and kind of the world for a moment, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that. That's that's a good answer. I like that. The, I don't think I've heard that before, and I've talked to a lot of people. But the, yeah. having that peace for a moment—that's very true. That you're yeah, just like, like oh. <laughs> it's like yeah. a deep breath. Like I, that's very. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, um, that's, that's one of the like I like to stick around and watch everyone finish an event, like, and make sure to, because it's just like something that you could share you know you can share that moment of this accomplishment and yeah yeah and like they even though you know they aren't as fast as you or whatever but they're they did it too you know and they didn't have that it's the same swim (laughs) yeah (laughs) we're all suffering (laughs) at those times (laughs) yeah yeah no i like to i like that a lot um can you tell us the swim that you're the most proud of um I think probably the most proud that I've been would be end, the end wet 36 the first time. Just it really gave me like confidence that I could do something that, for that long. And so, but, uh, you know, doing the St. John swim was it's just was a dream come true, like better than I could have ever imagined. And, you know, just being in like the environment and the history and. Will you tell us a little bit more about that? Just in case somebody doesn't. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. So like there's this town called Rubberville and 
uh, Quebec, and it's about five hours north of the border, so it's pretty out there in the middle of nowhere, and it is pretty much, it's a lake, is Lac St. John, and it's a ginormous lake, and the town is dedicated to swimming, basically. There is a on-site facility that is, has a medical station because it's a, you know, uh, it, it's a medical hospital. It has their places to have press conferences. There's places for just them to host a professional swim event. And it, the town is just all about swimming and it's all about this marathon and it's been going on for 65 years and they've changed the distances and moved it around. And for yeah, the past 65 years, people have been crossing this lake and there, there's about, I wanna say they sell tickets for like 4,000 people to, fin to watch the finish of this race. Wow. And, and there's people on party boats you know cheering you along the entire way there's people at the finish you know there it's a huge uh, festival actually they call it it's called the festival of the lake and so it's just a very special event it's it's in it's a very like grueling event because <laughs> you start off in a cross lake in a river in Puribanka and the temperature is a good 10 degrees colder than it is in the middle of the lake. <laughs> and so it is just probably about, I don't know, I wanna say 50s, yeah, mid 50s. So it's, it goes from that up to like 68 or 70. And so you're in there and you know, you just have to last for 45 minutes, like for 50 minutes, cause it's like a 5K or 3K that you have to be in there. And you kind of have to display, be on display for everybody because there's 2,000 people cheering for you there. And so you have to do a little course oh, wow. upstream, back around downstream, and then you get into the lake. And so you start off just being so cold and then you get into the waves and the people and just the fighting, you know, the aggressiveness that you're swimming on top of each other. I I refer it to like sardines, like <laughs> swimming in sardines, because like everybody's legs are all slippery, like, yeah, so, <laughs> from all the grease, you know. I'm just yeah. like, oh gosh. <laughs> so, it um, one of the things that is really big about the race is that you have a guide, and you get assigned your guide, and so you, you get a little boat for yourself with your name. Yeah. They, they, prefer, they parade you through town the night before and so it's just uh, the whole town it, it's really like something to, to see every single window will have a swimmer on it about a swimming event and it's just like this is so bizarre that they're really into this it's <laughs> <laughs> so cool That's yeah so cool. like it, it's like this is really everyone's into this swim race right this is awesome so yeah yeah what a neat thing to be a part of and you said that was 32 kilometers yes yeah, yeah. now it is yeah. yes I, <laughs> i'm it, reading oh sorry go ahead it, there's been different you know oh. on double crossings there's just very different things in over the history but right now it is so 32 so i'm gonna see cool I'm reading Paul Asmuth's book. Yeah, um, yep. yeah. And it, it's so fascinating listening to that time period, you know, right. and especially, you know, like just, it feels like marathon swimming. And I don't know what, I mean, it's different for me when I finish, it's like one guy, right? But for you, when well, you do yeah. these big events, it's different. Yeah. But it sounds like this is like, like of, of yesteryear, you know, like the marathon swimming of, of the 80s and stuff. Yeah, so, yes, yes. That, it is still like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, they do no longer, they no longer give you the huge robe because no, everyone left them at, oh. <laughs> because they couldn't put them in their suitcases. So, oh. <laughs> but they gave you a pretty cool robe. <laughs> That's awesome. That, what a neat thing to be a part of. Yeah, Is that so. something you have to qualify for? Uh, it's a kind of like an invitational. Mm -hmm. So 
you do have to qualify uh, somewhat, like your country has to give you the okay that, you know, you will be able to finish within the timeline and it's not about, mm-hmm. you know, like you have to finish about two hours behind the first uh-huh. place woman for women yeah. and then the first place men. So. That's cool. So um, to qualify, I don't know, I think normally you have to qualify like through going, get, making the national team and going to nationals mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. through USA Swimming, but I was able to bypass that because of my history with other races and competing in, at different ones. And so... I am not on the national team, but I can. I'm still allowed to go to the events. And That's cool. A, and now I'm, yeah. USA Swimming is signing off and soliciting the invitations. So. Okay. It's, cool. Um, it's a kind of the a group of I want to say about like 25 people that pretty much go around and do them. The swims all around the world, and mm-hmm. it's, it's like you said. There's a in the 80s, it was a really big deal, but it, you become kind of a little, I don't know, a little community, a little, like, family of, like, supporting each other because you're all in foreign countries and you don't speak languages as, like, each other, and mm-hmm. that's, that's been really, really fun experiencing, being able to swim with Olympians and, you know, and, like, see how they do things has been very enlightening and uh just that they're no different than everybody else you know mm-hmm. they have the same fears and they go yeah. through the same stuff that we do like <laughs> but just it's great to to be a part of something that is like that 80 yeah. like kind of the highlight of the marathon swimming it's pretty yeah. special yeah yeah that's cool um, I want to go back to end what though. I want you to tell me about yeah. the one you're most proud of. So tell me about why you're most proud of that swim, the first time you did it. Uh, well, the the first thirty six, the twenty seven was a different thing. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, well, at that point, I had not finished the first the uh, thirty six mile before that, and mm. I got now two years before that, and I just really you know was in kind of not a good place then and I had also promised for the next year that I was going to go to a different race and so that I had not finished also and so I went back there and I finished that race and I just was like, all right, I don't even know, like, how is this going to go, you know, like, okay, just finish, Sandra, don't worry about it, and I don't know, I think every marathon swimmer finds that moment when they're swimming, and all of a sudden, it all just, like, clicks into place, and all of a sudden, you're just at that peaceful zen moment, and that was the first time that I really experienced that, and having just just having a good swim like you know not any big like hiccups you know like the kayak didn't tip no, just, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, just like having something a good swim and that's kind of what makes me so proud is that I came from not finishing and I did finished it and I didn't I had a good swim like I didn't have a bonk I didn't have you know whatever it was very like a positive experience and yeah it's just like a big relief um, yeah like, yeah hey, absolutely wow, I did something cool <laughs> was that your longest swim at the, that at that yeah. time yeah yeah that I'd ever done and it was the longest I've ever swam to this date yeah I've never swam that long in time yeah <laughs> yeah before and so that was pretty cool. Like thinking that I can do something for that long. That's cool. So. Yeah. It's a hard, I guess I found it to be a hard swim. I did it in like 2014 and it was, it's just so windy. And like, I never felt like I could get a rhythm and it was a right. flood year too. So it's like, you were either in the current or you were in those flotsam. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's just torture. The whole thing. Yeah. yeah it's, 
it's just yeah i think i find a lot of peacefulness in that nature up there and you know i uh it's also very similar kind of to minnesota and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and home and stuff you know and half of it is in minnesota yeah exactly it's just a little hop over for you (laughs) yeah so it's just kind of something that you know i feel at home in that river so just kind of i don't know doesn't scare me as much as it did the first few years (laughs) right right (laughs) first time you get in that thing you're like oh my gosh i can't see anything it's i'm chocolate feeling, milk That's- <laughs> yeah i'm feeling rubbery things and oh gosh a tree <laughs> the first year i we had to portage or you swam a mile or a little over a mile and then you had to get out of the water and portage yourself around the dam <laughs> and then you got jumped back in the water with your kayaker and started uh, 27 miles. And so uh, the, my first year I jumped in the water and I got cut, caught on a tree. Oh, God. <laughs> it was just like, boom. Oh, all right. <laughs> it went around. You know, it's just like, just funny things, like not thinking, you know, and just, wow. Yeah. You know, and then you get in the water and it's all dark, you know, like, oh, gosh. It's your, you know. Yeah. But, <laughs> It's mentally challenging when you can't see anything, I think. Right. <laughs> I think the beginning of the race is harder because it's dark still, and so you go from dark to dark to dark to dark. <laughs> so. I don't know, that will always hold a special place in my heart, and so I, that's why I keep going back for the, I've gone back, I guess, every year, yeah, except for this year, so, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I lost your audio. Sorry. Oh, no problem. How loud it is behind me. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking how, I mean, it's awesome to have one that's kind of has a special place in your heart, especially that you can like hop over to, you right. know, you yeah. can almost swim there, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's four hours away. So it's not. <laughs> That'd be really long swim. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a very cheap race. So it's just like, oh, yeah. 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 Can you Great. talk about some of the ones, you, like, things you've learned from times that you haven't finished? Um, I think I've learned that what's in my control and what's not in my control. Um, more, being more selective in what I do and what races I go to and what I'm kind of going to, what's going to be my takeaway from the race. Um, also, I've learned that I can do more than I think that in each of those situations I've come back and accomplished, you know, the same, overcome that obstacle again. And so like, that's something that I make sure that I attend to like in a, in like a failed attempt, like understanding what went wrong so that I can make sure that I have control over the situation. The next time that that happens, I know what I can do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is also talking to other people who have done the same thing, and just yeah, be, just using it as a motivator rather than a defeat. Yeah. Yeah. Having not that, I don't know, not the perfectionism that you have to do everything perfect and everyone who does everything perfect so right right can you speak to the um like when you first were talking about you know the first time you did you you finished and, and you're like wow i could do that I've been long and that duration that confidence kind of carried over into other aspects of your life or anything like that oh yeah and <laughs> yes it does it um you know going forward thinking about you know doing things like this and talking about my personal story and my how things have kind of unconventionally happened and I got to accomplish you know a lot of things that I never thought possible and at an older age (laughs) and so kind of just having 
that confidence that it's okay to be me and I, I can do things as myself. Yeah. Keeping on uh, keep going as my authentic self. Yeah. Yeah. Which is those failures and successes. So. Exactly. Yep. It all makes you you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, how about uh, like adapting when like things get, oh, let's go with tough. When things get really tough in a race, how do you kind of work yourself through that? Um, <laughs> tough conditions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when things get, tough in a race I obviously like put my head down and remember to breathe every three that's kind of like just and uh, obviously swim to the next speed swim to the next speed you know that's a big that's not you know it's how you gotta handle things and um I've also learned that sometimes you have to push back (laughs) and that's been really hard in marathon and uh, professional races like getting physical and being okay with that and yeah. getting used to that is pretty hard but yeah. uh the best way to overcome it is just like being a good competitor and you know at the end of the race you know you give each other hugs you congratulate each other and you know that's the end of the day but you know trying to find the balance that's pretty you know that's a big struggle <laughs> but um yeah. during races like when things get you know rough the first thing you know you gotta try the half smile and just smiling to give yourself something and also i try to ground myself to the moment like by breathing every three, by remembering to focus on, you know, like just my fingertips and making sure my fingertips are down and just making myself, making sure that I'm here and I'm, you know, in this moment and I'm not thinking about all these other things that are going on. And I, when I was in St. Lucia preparing for that at the St. Lucia channel, I got the opportunity to talk to Philip Rush and he like, put it at really simple to me like your job is to go from here to there as you know and let's not dawdle about it let's get it done (laughs) you know so that and let's get it done reasonably fast so that we can get back here and we can go have a drink and hang out and have our burger (laughs) you know and your job is just to swim and everybody else has everything and you've done your homework and you've prepared and your job is just to swim. And and everyone else is gonna take care of all the other things and you just gotta do your job. And thinking about that, like literally like, okay, here is my arm in front of me. This is when I do this. And not yeah. Not getting ahead of yourself. Yeah. You just said a, like a million amazing things that I just want to touch <laughs> Sorry on. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's my um, brain. <laughs> <laughs> I get it because mine might not be too different. But um, <laughs> uh, so you were talking about the breathing every three and the and yeah. that the and the rhythm and I really I mean I I get that like when I'm teaching people to swim it's like they're like you know trying to figure out how to breathe but like coming back to that fundamental and be, you know people talk about like you said obviously swimming to the next feed but that's like 30 minutes away but right. finding <laughs> that finding that rhythm and being able to just like count it out one two three mm-hmm. one two three you know and it's like that it's so helpful right I love yeah. that um and and being in the moment I remember that when I did Tahoe last year I I, I was just kept going, you know, like, when are we finishing? It's so dark. Blah, 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 yeah. And you just having to be like, no, now, like, when, right, right now, there's this quote I heard once. It's like, now it is never overwhelmed to, to think of just being, you know, just in the now. So that was right. Yeah. Like, then thinking of what's two what hours, this? three what hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or how many, even when you're like, how many feeds has it been? How many, until right. like, you're just driving yourself nuts. Like just right. be, you, like you said, where's your hand? Where's your hand right yeah. now? You're like, that's, that's lovely. Um, 
but you you got into the pushing thing and and that fascinates me because I played water polo for a while and I had a really hard time with the contact and and it when I fell in love with marathon swimming it, it was because it, the camaraderie and just like the seal on the other side like when I went to scar the first time I just remember somebody telling that and it and it wasn't a mass start so like how tell me how you kind of came to grips with that and are you know <laughs> working with it through it <laughs> uh, yeah it's 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 hard. It's still, you know, something to get used to and um, uh, just exposing myself is how, you know, I learned to do it. Uh, the first time really was, uh, for, I did a, a 10K in, in Rubber Ball in Lac St. John and that we all dove in at the same time and we we're all on each other and you don't know what to do. You're trying to find a place to swim, but there's no place to swim. You want to go faster, but the person who's in front should be in front. They're going to go way faster. They're in, a, in the Olympics. So it's like, and so you don't want to go too fast, so, but you don't want to go too slow. And it's just, it's a fight over finding a place. And everyone's throwing their elbows and they're kicking and, uh, the in from in Capri Napoli in Italy, uh, I got just like dunked by someone, <laughs> and it was just like, oh, and you pop up, and well, there goes the back. Here we go. <laughs> but uh, uh, definitely, just taking being assertive in your own space is kind of being okay is where is that like kind of where I felt the balance is mm -hmm. um also you know it's learning how hard to push yourself when and that's you know again the learning curve the, the and also adjusting and preparing like in uh, you know, like 30 something K race, it's going to be a little different physicality than in a, the 10 K, the 10 K will be the whole two, two and a half hours. You're going to be elbowing people and fighting people. Even if you're going to get last, there's going to be someone right by you and you're going to be elbowing and stuff. And so it's, wow. it's also, but it's also like, you know, that you're not going to like, nothing's going to happen because there's so many people and so many boats and stuff. So like there's safety everywhere. There's so many ways because of the boats. And so, yeah, it's kind of remembering that, you know, there are officials out there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, in the, yeah, it sounds it's like, a, water it's a, uh, like they may see you, they may not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, now I'm thinking about, you know, like swim Miami where they send off the 5k of like the 12 and unders and there's a bunch of boys coming after you while you're doing the 10k and you're, you've been going around, you know, like three laps and they come after you and also a bunch of little boys are pulling on your legs and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> There's wow. someone with flippers, you know, it's just like, oh. Yeah. Uh, I was holding appreciation for solo endeavors. You know, right, exactly. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> oh, man. How's the pandemic been for you? Oh, that was, it was a hard three, four months, you know. This has been, the closing of pools was pretty, pretty tough on me, so. Me, we went to Florida for a little bit and locked ourselves down in Florida and had a pool that we could go to, like, that was in our hotel and the ocean and just locked ourselves down for a little bit. For, and then we came back, I want to say, yeah, beginning of June, right when things were going to start to open and did our little quarantine for a little bit and that consisted of swimming in like 47 degree water that was not fun <laughs> it was pretty brutal wearing that wetsuit y'all hate them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so having to do that i i also had a pool in a baby pool or a kiddie pool set up with a tether in my uh in-laws 
their warehouse at their work at their work <laughs> and I had heat lamps over me and the uh, room was set at 70 so the water got up to 68 so that was you know a good somewhat you know but uh, that was two hours away from my house so you know oh, wow that was hard um but it has been it's been a a roller coaster uh the you know just trying to find a some sort of schedule some sort of stability and reliable things um Probably one of the best things is that our master swim team started a Zoom dry land. Oh, fun. And so it was every day. And so we all got to see each other. Well, not everybody, just, you know, some of us got to see each other. We got to work out and that just formed the structure. And then having the pools open in June was <laughs> very helpful. And the lakes, you know, um, be actually, there's a law against swimming in the lakes in Minneapolis. So uh, you have to swim, you know, in different places. And so that's another kind of thing that we've had to kind of deal with is wondering where we should swim. But a lot, you know, it's very fortunate that some people have gone and talked to Parks and Rec and I'm they like, say, hey, there's this whole other user group here. Yeah, right? <laughs> they're they're very like, okay, yeah, we're not going to be doing, you know, we're, we're not gonna be finding you in a small city, you know, just mm-hmm. in like you know the urban areas when it's not allowed. They actually have are opening their own courses. So. Interesting, huh? Yeah. I guess you wouldn't think the land of ten thousand lakes would have. There would be a shortage of lakes, but there's probably the good ones for swimming, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and right now everything's really warm. Yeah, it's too warm almost. You, if you mm-hmm. could, that, so. yeah. Speaking of warm, you were talking about the other end of the spectrum, cold. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like you're not in the market of being an ice swimmer. Is not on your radar. <laughs> uh, not right now, but. I don't know. We call it the po- the polar plunge, you know, in Minnesota. So, <laughs> yeah, I, um, <laughs> yeah, it's not not for right now, but nah, I definitely, you know, anything swimming is something that I like. So, I wouldn't be surprised to see myself there in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping your mind open to the possibility. I oh that. yeah, I, I actually I know it will happen. You know, just. <laughs> So. Start with wetsuit at forty and hate it. That's how it yeah. starts. <laughs> and then you just right? it. You I, like I, I know. I, yeah. <laughs> just around the like corner. I like talking about swimming in fifty degree, fifty something degree water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of some, there was something that you said. Shoot. I mean, there's a lot of things that you said, and they're all amazing. But I, there was, oh, you were saying how you guys started. This whole thing, my whole thing with Marathon Swim Story started as virtual swim practice. <laughs> it was just like two or three people. We didn't have a good agenda or dry land or any organization yeah. or a coach. So then I just started talking to people. So anyway, I'm glad that it, <laughs> it's turned into this because I'm getting to hear from people like you. And yeah, no, this else. is great. It's really awesome. Um, uh, what motivates you to keep going? I, I think just... <laughs> Uh, explore like exploring myself and that the like doors continue to open with like every swim every interaction everything it's there's always more and there always is more and that's just kind of it keeps me going because I'm if I stop swimming right now I could be completely happy and content with myself but I don't have to and that's you know what keeps me going and also my my teammates you know it's they keep me grounded they keep me you know like lighthearted and remind me of why I swim Mm -hmm. 
just mm-hmm. that's yeah. I don't know. I know it sounds kind of weird to say that you swim for yourself, but um, <laughs> I don't think it's as weird as it used to be. So. Right, right. Well, I think it, I guess it's twofold. I think it's good to. I, like, I think there's a social side of swimming that I long for. It's yeah. hard for me now with having kids and, like, I have to balance all this mess out. But it, but it, but it is hard for me to, like, well, I don't know. Like, I know what you're saying. Like, there's a part of, like, swimming for yourself. Like, well, yeah, but, but like, having your team there, like, to surround you like that and, yeah. and to go places and see other people, like, all of that just kind of makes it just so yeah. worth it. Yeah. It, but at the end of the day, it's for you, like, deep down inside, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. And so I can get those feelings. Which so. <laughs> <laughs> is good. But we all do it for But it, it lifts yeah. everybody up. If we're yeah, all feeling but- good, it lifts them up. That was yeah. another thing I wanted to touch on. Your awareness with a smile, like trying to get, but you said half smile. I love that when you're <laughs> trying yeah. to get through hard parts. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, you don't have to be happy. Like, it's not like a forced happiness. It's a conscious act to create more endorphins in you and create mm-hmm. more happiness in you. Yeah. And it's still being genuine to your, I don't know, sometimes it's anger you know you're angry at the swim you're like why can't this be done but um or you're cold or you're scared or you know you're upset that your husband has told you that you have five miles left <laughs> the saw sign for 15 yeah. so <laughs> that's, that's never happened <laughs> you know just remember you know knowing that you have some i don't know like it gives you just a little something. And uh, before I got into the water in St. John and Piribanka, my, the coach that I brought with, Linda from Palm Beach Masters, uh, she told me to do this. And this is a skill that I, I don't know, I've, I've been in, been through DBT therapy. And I don't know if people know who that, what that is, but it's a, dialectical behavioral therapy and it's uh, just and there's a skill called the half smile and that's kind of that's what it is you know it's being genuine but consciously consciously making yourself like feel better mm-hmm. in a distressful time yeah yeah it's fantastic I love that <laughs> when I did my crew, Charlotte Brynn was doing my crewing for me last year when I swam Lake Mumford Magog and she was, she was talking to me after the fact because the whole time like she was like making me laugh and like all kinds of things like while I was swimming and it helped that like the waves were behind me. Like I really didn't have any time during the swim where I was just crumbling yeah. but, but having someone on the boat who was trying to make me smile a lot like it really it really does lift you up like just to be yeah. I mean she, she's pictures of me literally like smiling while I was swimming <laughs> which is different from the half smile but I get I think I get where it's trying to go you're yeah. just trying to you know you're just like giving yourself that edge like that yeah yeah little I don't know pat on the shoulder yeah (laughs) I love that I love that um how do you think we can include more people in marathon swimming um I think just talking about it more into a wider spectrum and in also providing opportunities for like leading up to marathons, the stages in between your opens or your first swim and to marathon swimming. And um, there, you know, uh, we do a pretty good job, I think sometimes, sometimes about, you know, inclusion and diversity and stuff in our little nick of this little sport that we're in (laughs) it's a very small community but i think we have a lot of progress that we can make and i think that starts with smaller swims and building the community up from just the introduction of open water swimming because for me it was learning that it exists you know and i my kind of theory with how I was approaching becoming a professional in marathon swimming was I'm going through the back door and I'm taking people with me and kind of taking people along their journey and exposing them 
to it. And I think that's what all of us do. Like, and we involve our communities. We involve not just our swim team. And, you know, your, your crew doesn't tend to be your swim, your swim team. It's, you know, every, yeah. from everywhere and everything. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, and just providing the opportunities is really what needs, I feel like needs to happen. Mm-hmm. To do that is you know, access and just anyone who swims, you know, is the same, you know, and not having so much judgment about little things, you know, can, yeah letting people do it, do things their own way. Yeah. Because we're all different. Right. Yeah. It's okay to start with a wetsuit. It's okay to, you know, do whatever you need to do to to push yourself though. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, because I feel like marathon swimming is really about what you personally get out of it. Yes. It's a personal accomplishment, you know. Yeah, I I think we all, I don't know, I know a lot of us believe that, uh, you know, it's the best thing in the world and everyone should do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so I think, you know, like taking our spirits and putting them out there and showing how great this is. Like yeah. we are all ambassadors to this sport. Because yes. anyone who has completed a marathon swim knows what it's like to go through it. And yeah. we can take and share and provide a safe place for people to come and swim. Mm-hmm. Learn to swim maybe, or, or learn to swim in the open water. You know, you've never yeah. done it before. Right, right. Just, yeah, just being, yeah. I can, you know, I see it all the way through too. It's like from, from learning whether your accomplishment is, you know, getting in the water or whether your accomplishment right. is getting in open water, but it's that you're, I guess that you're facing yourself and your fears and you're, and you're pushing yourself. And yeah, I love that. Um, also it being ambassador to the sport is one thing I want to commend you on though. Cause I guess at least how, I don't know, remember how I discovered you, but I'm super glad to have discovered you and to be able to, you know, follow you. Yeah. It's nice, you know, it's, but it's great to be able to, it's great to, I guess, see, just see into that people's lives in that, you know, in that, in a way. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I try to be real that yeah. <laughs> life isn't perfect and there's negative, mm-hmm. there's bad stuff, but there's good stuff and we, we can make it, you can make yeah. it, you know, you can make it good. And yeah. And that's the whole thing about <laughs> what was that? Good. Not, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it right. can still be good. And yeah, I think we've all found that through swimming. Yeah. I think the analogy really carries over and that's part of why I wanted to start mar- like um, interviewing marathon swimmers is because we all have, we're all facing, you know, like in, in a swim, you know, and this is a harder, the pandemic specifically is harder than a marathon swim because we don't even know where the finish is, <laughs> but you know, but, but you, <laughs> right, exactly. But, but we're used to those ups and downs. And, and so I like that analogy and being able to talk to people and seeing how they get through hard times and how they get through, or how they adapt to, you know, pulls open, they close, whatever, like, but I, but I just love that analogy. And I think anybody can learn from what marathon swimmers are, I guess, capable of and have done for themselves. They can, but they can learn from that and take that to their life. But yeah. then I also hope that they can, you know, take that with them and, and push themselves too. So <laughs> multifold. Yeah. Um, Self in life as well as in swimming is right in whatever way it works for them you know but but it but it's valuable like you said it just opens doors you know like you just keep going because you just you never know what's on the other side but if you like hide behind that fear yeah then nothing's definitely gonna happen (laughs) right it's like finding Nemo or whatever (laughs) something's gonna happen to him well that's silly then nothing will ever happen to him (laughs) I love that. Okay, two more questions, and then I'll let you go. (laughs) So have the rest of your Friday. Um, What advice would you give to an aspiring marathon swimmer? Uh, 
the most important thing is swimming to, to, to swimming more or swimming faster is swimming more <laughs> like there's no shortcuts there's it's <laughs> it's all hard work you know every but the question i get the most is like what's your secret and it's like there's not <laughs> I, I swim a lot I, yeah so you know my advice would be to to try and give yourself a chance to try like don't sell yourself short and uh don't take no for an answer it's another thing and you know uh lynn cox says ask questions and i think that's also another thing is asking questions of yourself, of other things. Let yourself make the informed decision about your own swimming, you know, that's, it's your thing. So, you know, take it as you want it, you know, don't try to fill someone else's shoes or anything. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, what marathon swimmer has inspired you? Well, Shelly Taylor Smith, and she is, you know, awesome. Like, I think her spirit and what, you know, being as fast as all the men or faster than all the men I mean, is pretty, in, pretty intense. And um, how she has, she's a great ambassador to the sport. And another is uh, Anna Marcella Kana and from yeah from brazil she is like good at every distance and just powerful and it's really fun to watch her swim and compete and kind of just be a kind of a nice person you know so she yeah that's my favorite swimmer right now so <laughs> That's and, awesome. And I, and I got to race against her. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Wow. Thank you so much for your time today. It's oh. wonderful to hear your story. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready to swim smarter? Check out my virtual Efficient Swimming Basics program at intrepidwater.com. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me, shannon at intrepidwater.com. Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com. Thanks for listening.